All right, everybody. We're back with another episode. This is Strut South Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Greathouse. Today, we're going to talk with Chase Baker. Chase and myself, we're going to talk about basically being a proficient caller and understanding turkey language. And we kind of just go into talking about all different kind of situations and what calls to use and and how to use them and when to use them and stuff like that um this is a pretty good one and hopefully you guys get something out of this one maybe um maybe it'll help y'all out but before we get into this episode right now y'all need to go to facebook strut south tv go to youtube strut south tv we're doing a giveaway we're giving away an alps grand slam turkey vest and you get on there like and share the post on facebook and then go to youtube and subscribe to our youtube channel we're doing a giveaway on there we're going to give that thing away on may 1st and y'all just keep it keep uh your notifications turned on we got videos coming up trying to put videos on youtube as fast as we can during turkey season here and uh, it's just a great time it's a great time to be alive and be in the turkey woods. So, hope y'all guys enjoy this episode. All right, everybody, welcome to the Strut South podcast. Coming back to you with another episode. We um, kind of run a little bit late on this one. I wanted to do one a couple of days ago. This is Saturday night. What's today's? What's today's date? Six. I think it's six. Oh, it's a six. Yeah, it is a six. Yeah, I wanted to do it like on the fourth, but here we are, and we've been pretty busy. Turkey season's in full swing. We've been hunting and editing videos and putting up stuff on YouTube, and it's it's pretty it's pretty fun time, but. Tonight, we got old Chase Baker on here with us. Yes, and uh, yeah, you uh, you know Chase has been Chase has been after him pretty hard. He's you done killed two this year. Yep, I ain't killed none. It's coming. (laughs) I hope so. But. We wanted to get on. We, me and Chase was going to get on here tonight. We was going to kind of talk a little bit about just um, being a, a proficient caller and uh, not necessarily. We didn't want to necessarily talk about calling good or is is you know if you can call good enough or all that stuff. Cause that ain't that don't really have anything to do with being a proficient caller. Being a proficient caller, all it means is you just know what the turkey language is, and you know when to call and when not to call. And you also know like what call do I need to do in this situation? And we're just gonna get on here tonight and talk a little bit about that and. uh but before we get really into it, I got Chase on here, and I think this is the first time we've had him on since we started doing the 
the rapid fire Q and A. So we're gonna yeah, we're gonna hit you with some more rapid fire. All right. But we're gonna hit Chase with some rapid fire Q and A and I'm I don't have anything wrote down here. We we're doing this whole podcast on a we're just winging it. So I'm gonna come up with this this Q and A questions here just right out of the blue. And Chase, what you'll do is you just give me a just give me a quick answer. You know, one or two word answer. All right. You a coffee drinker? I am. Yes, sir. So, so coffee is essential in the morning times. Oh, there ain't no doubt that. Blacker the better. Mm-hmm. Strong. I like I like a little I like a little creamer with my coffee. A little creamer and sugar. The harder the bite, the better it is. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Um, I already know the answer to this, but I'm just going to ask it. Best best song to get you cranked up to go in into the turkey woods? A little Seminole Wind, there ain't no doubt. Mm, a little bit old J.A., a little John Anderson. That's right. Mm. Look, oh, by the way, this is completely off topic here. And I'm sorry, folks, but we're kind of, kind of rambling. But you remember the other night when we was editing footage? Yeah. And and we were editing the part where you were singing uh, old Travis Tritt. Yeah. And and I told you, I said, man, you should have tried to put some Seminole Wind on. <laughs> you ain't going to believe which I don't even know if we'll use the footage because I think I actually deleted it because I didn't get on no birds. But I was hit the next morning. I was going to work or going to hunt and Seminole Wind come on the radio while I was recording on the camera. Man. <laughs> it was like it was like perfect timing. <laughs> it's Seminole Wind awesome. just puts you in the groove. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> yeah. Y'all y'all go y'all y'all listen to some Seminole Wind on the on the drive to the Turkey Woods, I guarantee you. You'll at least hear some birds gobble once you get there. That's but anywho, fine. all right. Uh, you like a good biscuit in the morning times? Oh yeah, good sausage, egg, and cheese. Or if you can find the good tenderloin, that's the, that's the first choice for me. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, this is gonna be more of a. This is gonna be more of a longer answer um what makes you want to go out and turkey hunt what 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 does it for you um really it's just knowing you you fooled that bird yeah and then you know thinking he, he's you're in his element and it's almost like a chess game between you and the bird and when you can win that chess game Man, it makes it all the better when you can fool that turkey into thinking, hey, he's got a hot lady over here ready. But then when he gets over there, he's staring down the end of a barrel. You know, you've won that battle. Yeah. Just, just every time, just having that anticipation of what, what can happen is what keeps me going. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely hard to – it's hard for just about anything else to compete with it. That's for sure. Yeah, it's my favorite thing to do. 
Man, ain't nothing like it. But anyway, we're gonna get into get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast here. We'll um we'll start out and we'll talk about being a proficient caller. All right. In my opinion, <clears throat> I think you should be able to know what cause and you're only gonna you're only gonna learn it as you go. You're not gonna know everything to do when you first start out. If you're new to turkey hunting or even even people that ain't new, you could you could be hunting twenty, thirty years and you still gonna learn something just about every time you go. Yeah. But in my opinion, I think the more you understand a turkey's vocabulary the better off you're going to be and the more successful you're going to be in the long run. What do you, what do you think on that Chase? Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is trial and error. I mean, like different birds act different ways. Older birds act different than a younger bird. Uh, they respond different to different calls. You can, I'm a firm believer in overcalling a turkey. Yeah, meaning meaning that you can overcall it. Yeah, you can right. you can overcall a turkey. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean I, I somewhat agree with that. I mean I, I kinda which I don't sometimes I call a pretty good bit. I call a lot, which I know I call a lot more than you do. But I know sometimes it just depends on the situation as well. Like sometimes you gotta call to them. Yeah. Sometimes you don't, but I think I'm kind of more on the fence about it. I mean, I kind of feel like <clears throat> that turkeys at times you need to call a lot, but it's very, it's it's not very often that you have to. But I think you can. I, they can be overcalled too. But but I don't know if it affects them. I don't think it really affects them in a bad way. Like if if you call a lot, I don't think it really spooks them, but it might just in their mind they might think, hey, that that's just a little weird, you know that that turkey over there has been yelping for forty five minutes, <laughs> and every other day of the week I don't ever hear a turkey over there yelping that much. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I yeah. don't think it. I don't think it hurts the bird to say he's not going to take off and go somewhere, but it will stop and make him think, "Hey, they doing all that calling and stuff." I'm that fired up. I want to see them here in a minute. You know, they're going to wait yeah. wait on you to get closer. Right. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I mean, we, I, I might be getting off topic here, off the topic of being proficient caller, but, you know, I don't, I think turkeys can, I think they can reason to a certain extent. I mean, but I don't, I don't think they can, they can reason to the, the extent that we can. I mean, I don't think there's any other animal on the planet that can reason like we do, but. I do think that they have some sort of it's it's really more of a it's not really that they reason it's the fact it's they 
they just know it. Like it's just an instinct kind of thing. But they don't, they don't know that they know it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think, um, I do think you can overcall to a bird. I mean, you gotta, you really gotta start out with the bare minimum when you, especially if you're trying to work a bird, I think you want to start out with the bare minimum and just give him just enough. And then, to get him and keep him interested. Right. And then if he's not, if he's not committing, then you might want to try something else. Maybe get a little more excited or maybe pull out a different call, try a different call. And I mean, it just depends. I mean, and we'll kind of go, I guess we could kind of go through some scenarios of what you would do in certain situations. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, we've done podcasts and we can kind of touch on that, but we've done several podcasts where people talk about calling the hens and then just calling the gobblers. And But in both situations, say you got a gobbler out there and he's by himself, and you know he's by himself, you always want to start out reason, you know, pretty low-key. You just want to give him enough, yelp at him, do some clucks. And if he's gobbling, then you just keep doing that. And then, of course, if he, you know, hangs up, maybe get a little more excited. And then if he still hangs up, then maybe get quiet on him for a while. And then see what he does. And then if he don't do nothing and he's still staying in the same spot or if he, if he shuts up, then you just might as well, you know, come back and hunt him another day because they yeah. just ain't ready. Yeah. And another thing <laughs> I like to do on a uh, hug up bird, if especially the bird that you get a long ways, come from a long ways trying to work to you, you want to be loud at first get loud with him but as the closer he gets if he tries to hang up you know maybe just call but just you know soften it way down like you go yeah. away from him and most of the time that'll that'll pull a bird closer if, if yeah. being quiet doesn't work for you just do a little real soft call just soft enough where you can hear it. yeah and i've had success doing that also oh yeah yeah and, and, I mean, it works the same way with hens. Hens are, I mean, you, with hens, it's the same thing. If you're calling to a hen trying to get her to come, you start out the same way. You start out soft or start out civil. You don't want to just throw the kitchen sink at her and start cutting and yelping, doing excited yelps. You want to you wanna just do some yelping and clucking. Yeah. And and then what you hope she does is she yelps back at you, and then she wants, she comes over there to investigate. But then sometimes you start out soft, and if she automatically jumps on you and starts, if she's excited, yelping, getting real loud and nasty, then then you need to get nasty back with her. That's right. Hope, hope that that brings her in. Um, yeah. And but really, being a proficient caller is like understanding what all the calls are, and. Um, I guess we'd kind of go through a definition of kind of what the basics are of the calls. 
Um, I'll go through some, and then Chase, you can kind of go through some. Uh, I'll say start out with the Yelp because the Yelp is basically that's basically the if you was building a house, the Yelp would be the, the foundation. I mean, because every all turkey that's that's like the base of all turkey language is the Yelp. Basically, if you know if it's just plain yelping, just real soft stuff, it's basically just saying, "Hey, I'm a turkey, and I'm over here." Just letting y'all know I'm here. If y'all want to come join me, and then you got your clucks. Clucks are just—I don't really know what clucks are. I don't know what their intention is. It's just—it's more like a feed call. Just more. They just do it more when they're content and they're real calm and they're feeding and they most time do that when they're purring and depends on what the tone is. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you getting it? Because sometimes it can be an alert cluck, you know, a little louder, a little sharper. Yeah. Say hey, because there ain't there's something over here that ain't too right. Right. But then sometimes that that same exact thing will get a bird fired up. And ready, too. Yeah, yeah. Like back to the to the hen thing you're just talking about calling the hens. Uh, I don't say it's my favorite way, but I've had success. If you can get that one hen that's with that gobbler, you get him to gobble at you, and she gets mad. Get mad right back at her, and she comes over there looking for a fight herself, and she just brings yeah. that cat right on to you. Yeah. I know a lot of times it it, 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 it kind of like that situation. Like if he's got a hen with her, you yelp and he gobbles. All right, well, she don't want to get vocal. You yelp and he gobbles. As soon as he gobbles, yelp right back at him. I mean, not necessarily, you know, get nasty with him, but say you yelp, 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 and he's he gobbles. Yeah. As soon as he gobbles... Yep, 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 yep again. Try to make him gobble again. And that might, but I mean, it depends now. If that would have been, if that's an aggressive hen, or if she's somewhat of an aggressive hen, she might be like, oh, no, you ain't about to take my man. Let's settle this, and she's going to come over there. That's right. Because you calling to him, because that's the way way it works is when a turkey gobbles, he gobbles, and he waits for a response from a hen. So a lot of times, if you if you can start yelping right back at him right when he gobbles, that works a lot. Especially if he's if he's by himself. Yeah, yeah. If he's by himself, for sure. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> and there's just so many other calls. You got. Uh, you got a kiki run. I know that's a pretty popular calling. A lot of people like to know what a kiki run is, but that's more of a uh, it's more of an assembly call. It's more of a lost call. It's kind of something you hear. You'll hear it in the springtime too, and a lot of people don't think you do, but you hear it a lot in the spring. But it's 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 known to be a fall call, and all it is is this. You know, a hen does it if she's lost or if she's trying to gather gather the flock back up. That's what a kiki run is. Um, actually, 
just the other day, it was probably two or three days ago, I was hunting a spot and I've been calling a little bit and I finally had some hens start answering me. And, uh, but they were, they started, they were yelping and they were yelping real soft, but they wasn't really yelping back at me. And, uh, I could just hear them and they were being real random with their yelp, what they're calling. And, uh, I did a kiki run and man, I did that. Them, them, them girls come running. They ran all the way up the hill to me. So a lot of times, Kiki run, it might be, they hear that, they'll be like, oh, they're, what what it is in their mind, they think it's like a lost hen looking for, might be a lost young hen, like a young genie or something, and they're looking for their mama. And yeah. If they got that motherly instinct, which pretty much all hens do, they'll be like, oh, no, there's a little, there's a little kid over here that's lost. Let me go check on her. That's right. We yeah. actually had one yesterday morning. We were just walking, doing some calling, and I hit the call, and a hen responded. She wasn't 30 yards from us, so we kind of just sat down, you know, because she might have had long beard weather, and that's what she did. She come up to Edges Field and hit that key key run, and I did one back, and she just she got all excited. She'd come running up in there, yelping, cutting. Uh, and eventually cut us off from a bird but that's a story for another day <laughs> but yeah. oh yeah that happens more times than not nine times probably eight times out of ten that's usually the way it's going to go down <laughs> yeah i mean if i could move and look like a turkey i believe we might cut that in half a little bit but yeah when she, yeah when she got on a mission she was on it oh yeah yeah um, you got, let's see, what else? I mean, there's other calls, but they're, they're real in depth and they're so situational. Um, yeah. Like you purring. Yeah. Purring is, a, purring is big. Yeah, purring is big. It can be you fighting purr. One I really like to use is just those soft purr. Like you just, you know, you talking sweet to them. Like, come on over here, boy. Yeah. I'm waiting yeah, on you. you do that, when you do that purr, it's, it's telling him. It's telling that gobbler, okay, well she ain't she ain't going no further. She's 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 done coming to me. She's pretty chill. She's content where she's at. And she sounds like she's over there eating on something and she's feeding and she's chilling. So let me go over there and check out what she's got. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> But they like a lot of times in birds they like that soft stuff. You throw in some purrs with some clucks and some real soft yelps in there talk real talk him sweet nothings into his ear i like that oh yeah but uh there was another thing i was going oh uh excited yelping i mean you got fly down cackles too but that fly down cackle to me that don't even that don't matter yeah i mean because i mean they'll do it sometimes and sometimes they won't but that's not really a one of those calls that's telling another turkey something that's just one of, that's just what they do because they're flying out of the tree and they it gets them a little bit excited because they're having to jump off that limb um but excited yelps i mean excited yelping excited cutting you really only want to do that when you're trying to get a gobbler fired up or if you're trying to get a hen 
that's already a hen that's already aggressive, that's really the only times you want to use those calls. Yeah. Um, I love you when never, the hen gets fired up on me because I hit her back with the same exact thing that she does yeah. to me. Like as soon yeah, as she gets done calling yeah. or maybe halfway through her calling. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of times if you cut her off, like say she starts like – and, and, and what Chase means is you want to do exactly what she does. So say she – if she cuts – four times and she goes pop, 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 and then starts yelping. Say so she goes pop, 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 yelp, 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 yelp. Then you want to do the same exact cadence. You want to do the same number of times she did. And a lot of times if you cut her off while she's doing it, it'll, it'll make them show enough mad. Yeah. It really gets fired up when they got a gobble with them. Yeah. And they, they will bring him right to you. Oh yeah. Um, one thing you was talking about, and and I'll say this too before I get on that. Um, you never, you always just, you always got to make sure. I think that's a big thing to hit on is if you are calling to a hen, you always got to make sure you want to let her dictate how you're gonna call to her. Yeah. So if you 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 never you never want to just jump on her with all the excited stuff. You want to wait for her to get excited. And then, I mean, like Chase said, you know, he had that one hand took the gobbler away. You know, that's, if that does happen, then, I mean, that it just happens. Ain't nothing we, ain't nothing we can do about it and ain't nothing we're ever going to be able to do about it. You just have to keep trying and keep staying in them and go hunt them another day. But you just always got to make sure you, let the hen dictate how you're going to call to her. Um, but another, that's one thing I wanted to talk about some more was when you were talking about, you were talking about clucking. Um, there's all different kinds of clucks. And then you, you really, it gets into, you get into doing, uh, alarm putts. Yeah. You got clucks and you got putts, but, if you're using a mouth call, you do, I mean, doing a putt and doing a cluck, I mean, it's basically the same. Like, you, you blow air out in the same exact way. You just got to make sure that you're not putting instead of clucking. Um, and a lot of times, they'll do, like, aggravated clucks. And it it'll almost sound like alarm putts, but it won't be it won't be alarm putts. It'll be like aggravated clucks, or or not. And sometimes it could be like curious. They're just coming up there because they're curious. And a lot of times, what I've seen is a hen will come in and she'll be purring. She'll be do, she'll do like a fast purr, and then she'll cluck right at the end of it. But she'll be doing it. She'll be doing that real fast over and over again. A lot of times, I think what that is is I think it's um, they're kind of being a little bit aggressive, but they're also being curious at the same time. Yeah, I, that's what I had a hen come up on me the other day. Now she and th- this was a good situation. I mean, it, it actually was a good situation for me if the gobbler had been with her, which he was 
a little too far away from her, and he didn't he didn't get up there to her in time. But I was coming down this road, and I just called. I mean, and all I did was I, you know, I, I always cluck a few times, and then I I yelp just about every time I call. If if that's like if that's my first sound that I'm making in the woods, most time I'll do some clucks and then I'll start yelping. But I'd done that and maybe five minutes went by and I eased up the road a little bit more and I was just going real, real slow. I'd take a few steps and then I'd stop and listen for thirty or forty seconds. And then I'd take a few more steps. Well, I was easing up the road and then this hen she kinda saw me. But she didn't. She didn't get. She didn't get eyes on me real good. So I think she thought I was another hen. Because as soon as I seen her, I dropped to my knees, and she come walking over there toward me. And I. I mean, it, I hadn't even called yet. I mean, I'd called five minutes before that. But as soon as she noticed something, she come over there walking, looking, and she was doing that. She was doing that same thing, that doing those fast purrs and those those clucks at the end. Um, I'm kind of doing all the talking, Chase. I didn't, I didn't mean to. I, I didn't I just, mean to get on here and do all the talking, but I just let you roll because I ain't going. Um, there, but I don't know. I know there's. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else hit on i just know there's there's so many different things to so many different situations and yeah. you're only gonna learn them the main thing is it. like yeah going out and just doing it making mistakes that's what i did yeah. i've had birds coming and i could see them get a little too loud get a little too rowdy red flag goes up you know they just stop where they're at they go they ease off but like well, Thursday, I had all the turkeys gobbling, and I'm always the type to, I don't get real loud with a turkey, unless he's just absolutely firing up, and uh, yeah. I had these birds fired up, and I, and I was with Peyton, I told Peyton, I said, well, I'm on, like I said, if the bird hangs up, you know, give him five minutes, ten minutes, don't say nothing to him, if he gobbles again, he's closer. He's most likely coming. Not all the time, but most of the time. And then I did that with, I told him, I said, I'm going to give him five minutes. Give him five minutes. I hit the call, got aggressive, and they was a country mile. But then that evening, I got back on the same birds, called four times, and they flew over a pond, and I ended up killing one. It's just, it's just that interaction. You got to get it on. I mean, yeah. I don't feel like they're the same level, but you just gotta, you just gotta carry on a conversation. That's the way my best put it. You gotta carry on a conversation with them. Yeah, yeah. And a lot, of, and I like what you were talking about there. You know, when you give them a minute, like if they hang up, then that's always. I mean, I still do it, but I never want to because that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid. I'm, I, in my mind, I go through in my mind. I'm like, well. If I stop calling to him, I know he's going to shut up 
and I'll give him five, ten minutes, and I guarantee you when I call again, he's going to be he's going to be 200 yards further away than what he was. He's going to walk away from us. Yeah. And I always, I always hate – I mean, I still do it because I know that that's what it's going to take to get him to say, okay, I'm going to go check her out. She ain't called. She ain't yelp none, so I need to see where she went. But yeah. – well, that's times, one. Uh, in my case, more times than none, I've had better success doing that. Oh, yeah. I mean – Calling a lot because I uh, back when I first started hunting, I called a lot. I killed turkeys. I mean, not saying you don't need to call a lot. Some situations you do, but sometimes you don't. It just depends on the bird and how fired up yeah. he is. I mean, you could you can read a bird on how much ground he's covering. Yeah, and how quick a ground he's covering. If he's not covering a lot of ground on you, but he's still fired up, give him a minute. If he eases off, I mean, he just eases off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, you pretty much, when you do that, it's pretty much one of them things. Either if he, you know, he say you get him come in, he's 100 yards, and you need him to come in 40 more yards or 60 more yards. I mean, you got to either make a decision and say, all right, I'm going to stop calling. And when you do that, you pretty much got, it's pretty much 50-50 chance. Yeah. Either, either he's going to come or he ain't. That's right, and and I, I'll say I'd say it, it, half the time, fifty percent of the time, they're gonna come, and the other fifty they're not. But that just means they ain't ready, and but it also means you get to hunt them another day. So yeah, that's, that's the thing. You yeah, you overcall one, it can I don't say really mess you up, but it gets that turkey thinking. The next time you're in there, he recognizes that call when you go back. Oh yeah, they know they know it's you. Yeah. Well, they don't know it's you, but they know that hand. Yeah, that's where making another call will help you out too. Oh yeah. So the way I look at it is, I don't I don't look like we were saying right there at the start. I think I don't think it's so. If you go in there and call, and you do the same thing every time when you say. And we all kind of do it. We all got our certain ways we go about hunting the property. I even do it still to this day on some properties. I mean, I always go to one spot first and I check it and then I move and I go to the next spot. But when you do that, that turkey kind of, I mean, even though he don't gobble at you, he he hears you. And you just got to remember that them turkeys, they hear all kind of sounds every day. They hear the same exact sounds every day of their life. Because everything's got a pattern. And and I, I've noticed it hunting on some of that public land. That public land is really close to a train track. And there's always a train every day, every morning, in between 8 o'clock and 8.15. That train rolls through there. Turkeys don't never gobble at it. Because they hear it every single day. Yeah, they it's kind of yeah. accustomed to it, right? But I just think, like, I don't think it. If you go in there and you're doing that and you're calling a bunch, if they ain't seeing you, yeah, you're not spooking them. But if they hear it every single day and they hear it all the time at about the same time frame, eventually they might get to where they don't gobble at it just because they hear it every single day of their life. Yeah, they get or a little every weird. single day in turkey season. Yeah, 
but I think if you're not spooking turkeys and you're calling, or if you don't, you know, if, if they don't spook or say you call and then they don't come, you know, if you're calling and they come in and they see you, then yeah, you're, you might as well never use that call again on that property. <laughs> <laughs> but Yeah, well, I'd say never, I mean, it's just a, the next day you never know. Day to day, oh, yeah. places with turkeys, you can't never tell. Yeah, they do. I think they do change their minds a lot. I think they change their minds a pretty good bit. Probably more than we give them credit for. Yeah. And another um, thing is, well, this is kind of off basis of just calling at them, but like, you got to be on the same level with them. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. not going to come up out of a hole to the top of a ridge to see you. Or especially he's not going to come down off one. But yeah. if you can get up there with him. Oh, yeah. Do some calling. 75%. Chances go up by 75% at least, I believe. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking on that, I mean, I, I do think if if you're in a situation like that, if you're, on the, if you're above him and he's below you, I think you're always better off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then, then the opposite. If he's above you and you're below him, I, I think you, you're going to have a real hard time getting him to come down a hill. Yeah, because he, um, he's, he's up there already. He can see everything yeah. that's going on. He don't need to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I have caught him uphills and downhills all in the oh, same yeah. time. But, I mean, it's just like you said, it's just that, that day, how much he wants it. Yeah. And what mood he's in. Yeah. And I – we can touch on that a little bit. I think the benefit, like if you're on a hill, so to me, my favorite spot to get, is if if I'm not on a bird, like if I'm going in and I know I got to just deer hunt them, my favorite spot to get is if I can find me a hill where I can only see about 30 or 40 yards and then it drops off. To me, that's like, that's a killing spot right there. Because if you do get one to gobble and you get him to respond and you get him to come and can get him committed, he's going to come up that hill, but he's going to have to be looking for you the whole time he's coming up. And by the time he gets to the top, it's going to be too late for him. Right. Game over. Yes, sir. And I think. I don't know. I don't know if turkeys. I don't know. I mean, turkeys are pretty smart, but I think it's more instinct than it is. They just. I don't think they're smart enough to know that they that they know stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's just more instinct, and I don't know. I don't know if turkeys go through this thought process, but my thought process is. It's always easier to get them to come up a hill than it is down a hill because I think in their brain they might be thinking, all right, well, I can go up this hill, and if I get up there and I see something I don't like, all I got to do is turn around, and I can jump, and I'm gone. If they, if they want to, they can jump and fly. All they got to do is jump up one time, and they're if they're on a good good enough hill, they can fly, and they're gone. Yeah. But if, if they – if they come down a hill, they know where they were just at. 
was safe. So if they're coming down, they're, they're like, man, if I walk down that hill, I ain't going to be able to turn around and get away as easy. I mean, I don't know if they go through that thought process, which they probably they probably don't, but that's just the way I look at it. Yeah, I think it's just a, like you said, more of an instinct thing. Yeah. Being up, just, when you're up there, nine times out of ten, you can see, you can see down in that bottom, you know, where somebody's at, or if somebody's down there calling, and they're going to look yeah. for movement. If they don't see the movement of that hen, they don't have any reason to come down there. Yeah. Yeah. And one more thing, that's, that's what I was going to say, too. One more thing, and this has got just as much to do with knowing how to call and when to call. To me, one of the best tools that you got, especially if you're using a mouth call, you, it's a little harder to do it with friction calls. But if you're using a mouth call and you're able to move your hands, so you're depending on it just depends on the terrain and how you need a turkey to work in a certain direction. But if you're using a mouth call, in my opinion, the best tool you got aside from that mouth call is your hands. Cause if you can throw that sound somewhere else, like say you can say you got a turkey over to your right. And you need him to be over to your left or like when he's coming in, you need him to move a little bit left. You throw that sound over there to that direction. He's going, he's going to go to where that sound's going to because they, they can hear it. They can tell. Yeah. We I, did a, I agree with I, you on that. Yeah. I did that podcast with, uh, Mike Chamberlain and, uh, he's, big time turkey biologist and he that's one thing he said was they they really hadn't done a whole lot of studies on turkey's memory but what they do know is that turkeys have a really great sense of location and they can they remember where places are and stuff like that but they also have sense of location because of their ability to hear so good so when you throw that sound, they know exactly where it's at. And that yeah. even that hen, that hen that I was talking about earlier, she she was on my when I saw her, she was to my right, and there was a, I knew there was a gobbler behind her, and I needed her to be, I wanted to pull her to me and go to my left, so she would hopefully pull that gobbler in front of me, so. When I saw her, I threw my hand in front of my mouth and I I threw my sound kind of toward me, toward the left, kind of behind me. And and when I did that, she, I mean, she started walking on the beeline hard, like straight to my left. But the gobbler wasn't with her, so. Yeah, that's the thing I do too. I call <clears throat> facing that where that turkey's gobbling, I call towards him couple times and then maybe the next time I'll, if I can if, if you can't see the turkey and you can't see you turn around and cuff that hand like straight behind me yeah like that that hand she's walking off she's like well you ain't coming to me I'm not coming to you and uh I yeah. think that helps I mean anything helps when you can make it make it sound like that hand's moving yeah <laughs> my dog's barking <laughs> uh but i think man i think uh 
I don't really know if there's a whole lot more we could talk about on I mean there's all as of course all kinds of situations we could talk about but yeah all I can say is just best thing to do is just get out there and hunt them and learn it and enjoy the process don't be scared to don't be scared to mess up yeah that's, that's the only way you're gonna learn yeah so i was about to say that's the only way you're gonna learn learn yeah, from your I mean, mistakes ain't nothing to it but to do it i mean i've been doing it well you too chase we've both been we've both been doing it for nearly 20 years and <laughs> yeah that's right we, we still mess up at least once a day <laughs> yeah maybe twice uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I love it, though. <clears throat> yeah, I do love it. Well, I guess we can wrap this one up. Um, but, yeah, y'all, everybody out there, if y'all still listening, y'all go check us out. We got – it's big time. It's a big time of the season. We got – we got everything rolling. We got YouTube rolling. We got giveaway going on right now, giving away a Alps Grand Slam turkey vest. Get on there and uh, on Facebook. The videos on Facebook, all the directions on there, how to enter the contest and get in that giveaway. And got to go on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, remember, like, subscribe. We sure appreciate it. Oh yeah, yeah, we do. We really appreciate it. We uh we really appreciate all the all the support and the, the views and the likes we've been getting here lately. We've we've been uh we've been growing pretty good here in the last two or three weeks. Um we really appreciate everybody supporting and watching the stuff and we just hope everybody gets something out of it. Get some enjoyment out of it. At the least hopefully y'all we can show y'all what not to do, so <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah well Chase I guess we'll go on and fade it out and we'll send it on 10-4 yeah enjoyed it maybe maybe we got a little something out there folks can take out in the woods with them yeah ain't no doubt 